This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a card? Don't you shake my bones and you rattle my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, okay? Jada, I love you. Can't wait to see you, all right? <laughs> Luck is for dudes. I'm like, Joey can't get to his damn computer and phone fast enough to just smash everything he can possibly say. <laughs> that means every fucking thing to me. Broncos country, let's ride. All right, well, fuck it. We're just going to do it live. We're just going to roll with it. I have no Doing idea. Doing it live. I have no idea what's going on with our stream tonight, but it seems like it's very limited. It's not popping up on a lot of places that it should be, so uh, we apologize for that. If you're supposed to be listening to the show and you're not, um, well, I would say go to our Facebook page at Row One Seat One, but it doesn't even seem to be there. So let's just try this. Let's see if I can't. Uh, let's see if we can. We're gonna have to. We might have to do this manually, Paul. That's how this is probably gonna have to go. We're gonna have to fucking do it manual. All right, old school. Uh, let's see. See what you can dump, dump it into. Let's do throw it. it into every page you can. Just drop the link. Share via. Share copy link. Jesus. I mean, this is rough, dude. This is a rough go. I don't know what Facebook's doing to us right now. Yeah, sabotaging that whole thing. I, I feel like we're being shadow banned. Yeah, but I don't understand why it's letting you do some things but not other things like you would think it would just not let you do anything at all you know what i'm saying like right. it pops up when you share the show on its own self like on its own pl on its own page but it doesn't pop up on any other cross platforms when you like it's supposed to so once again we apologize for that ladies and gentlemen but well i just posted it to my personal page so and, uh, let's see, I'll put it up on the row one seat one page as well. This is just, it's super strange because usually it pops right up. It's never an issue. Yeah. It goes right to all of our stuff. But for whatever reason, tonight, this has just been uh, interesting. A pain in the ass. Well, that's all right. We'll get it going here. We'll get everybody up. Front seats. We got a lot to talk about. Week one was utterly disappointing. But at the same time, obviously enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm so happy football's back. I was happy football's back until about uh, 11.30 last night, and then I realized I'm not happy football is back. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I would be fine if football just fucked right off for another six months, and I yeah. wouldn't have to deal with any of this shit. It didn't take two minutes uh, into the 1 o'clock games before Joey was fucking screaming at the fucking refs and their bullshit calls about <laughs> about throwing flags on ticky-tack. It's like, this is football, guys. Like, come on. I did see a couple. I did see a couple plays where they didn't throw flags. I was kind of like, oh, all right. So yeah, there was a couple of. Uh, so we're gonna get into all of row, uh, all of week number one in the National Football League. Yeah. Obviously, uh, first and foremost, thank you everybody who is tuning in. Row one, seat one, Joey Fats Radio, seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, the phones are now on. Uh, and ready for your call, so we'll uh, be here for the next hour or so talking about everything in week number one in the National Football League. There is a lot to digest, a lot to get into, a lot to break down, especially if you are a Broncos, Colts, Patriots, uh, Raiders, Packers, trying to think of who else Titans. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on uh, this week. Bengals. How about that? Uh, Rams got issues. There's there's a lot of thing, a lot of teams that were uh, that left week one, 
uh, utterly disappointed based on the expectations coming into this season. Um, my Broncos were one of them. Uh, I am not thrilled with how that, that game finished last night. Uh, Broncos country, we did not ride. We did not <laughs> you ride. Rode, you rode to the tune of Russ. We rode the, we rode the short bus, not the uh, – oh, Just bad execution and really, really key points of the game. Like they said, they scored three fucking points off, you know – Three drives where you guys were within the five yard line, like right on the goal line. You guys couldn't come up with it. I'm like, this is bad news, man. This just yeah. And if uh, everybody who's listening, if you guys could uh, could could like and share the stream uh, the, uh, off the off the New Bedford Guidepost. Um, no idea why it's not getting out. It's not getting out to any of the other pages that it's supposed to be getting to, and I'm not really sure why. So uh, if you could go ahead and give us the like and the fall, uh, the like and the share. Uh, most importantly, the share tonight will be will be big um, because we're give, again we're very limited. Uh, and what we're what we're dealing with here tonight, I'm, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if somebody said a naughty word at some point, and uh, they're putting us in Facebook jail without telling us we're in Facebook jail. But, yeah, it could be. You know, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me in this day Probably and age. Would be the first time, or the last. We got to move over to uh, like a YouTube and a Twitch stream next week too. Uh, maybe I'll work on that tonight after the show. We'll cut the show a little bit short. Maybe I'll yeah. do the night after. We'll this, recap but, week one, get the but, meat of it in, and but um, let's. We're going to start off with the Broncos. We're going to start. Then we'll get into the Patriots. Then we'll get into the Packers. Uh, we'll get into whatever you want to. Whatever you want to uh, get into. Uh, I, the Colts um, is pretty quick. The, the Colts. That's, that's a quick one. The Colts were just the, the most disappointing. Like you want to be mad, but you just fuck it. You're like you're you're so mad, but you're like the whole. But it could game, be worse. But we didn't lose. But why am I mad? The whole fucking game. I'm sitting there and I'm going. Did we actually get rid of Carson Wentz? Or is he still fucking under that goddamn number two fuck? Is that actually Matt Ryan back there? Listen, I mean, let a hell of a comeback. Oh, by the way, Sean, Sean couldn't make it tonight due to uh, he had uh, he had prior engagements. So yeah. um, this is not an unexcused or unplanned absence. It's just, you know. Yes, don't speculate crazy shit. Yes, uh, we were going to run with the, with, the, uh, with the idea that Sean wasn't here simply for the fact that he was so embarrassed that the Patriots lost to Tua <laughs> and, uh, that he couldn't show his face on the show. Um, so we, but honestly, he, that, well, that is true. It's not I why pick, he's not here. I'm pretty sure in my mind. Didn't I pick the Dolphins? We'll have to go back and see. You might have. Check your picks. Nah, I didn't use that game. Check the Pick'em League. Oh, yeah. I'll look at that in a minute. I got my other stuff up right now. No, oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, so let's let's dive right into it, Paul. Let's get into week number one. So let's yeah. start. Let's we'll we'll start with last night's game and work our way back through Sunday, uh, and eventually to Thursday too, because we do have to talk about the complete and utter dominance that the Bills showed in L.A. Ugh. on Thursday night. Um, last night might be one of the most perplexing. Ridiculous, yep. idiotic sequences I've ever seen to end a football game in the National Football League. In my twenty plus, almost thirty plus years of watching this this league, I have never seen anything quite as dumb as what I saw last night. Yeah, now Hackett's over there probably still wondering why the fuck he decided to kick it instead of instead of use Ross. I mean. So you paid two hundred and what? How many million? Two hundred and forty-five million dollars they paid for million. Russ. They gave up multiple first-round draft picks. They, you know, Noah Fant, Big Shelby Harris, <laughs> Drew Locke. You pay the man two hundred forty-five million dollars, and your first instinct is 
let's trot our kicker out for a 64-yard field goal, which, by the way, Mm, listen to these stats. Since 2004, there have been 29 field goals of 64 yards or more attempted. Only two have been made. That is a 7% chance, ladies and gentlemen, that that ball is going through the uprights and that you are going to be satisfied with the result. Now, I would have to go back and look, but I believe the majority of those were either desperation kicks uh, at the end of the at the end of the game, or they were um, at the end of the half, where you're just like, ah, yeah, you know what, it. fuck it, let's see if we can send it. Um, yeah. So that being said, a little bit ridiculous. I would say so. To, for for me, look, as, as a Broncos fan, we expected to go in there and and pretty much handle. The Seattle Seahawks. And if you look at the stat sheet, we handled the Seattle Seahawks everywhere except where it mattered. Right. The Broncos moved the ball up and down the field. Yep. Okay, they gave up two touchdowns to two tight ends and two busted coverages on two plays that, you know, one of of which should have been a sack. The other was just a straight miscommunication in the secondary, which it happens. Okay, it's a new defensive scheme. You got new players. Listen, those things are going to happen throughout the year. Good teams are not even good teams. Just teams in the NFL will take advantage of them. Right. Whether they whether they're good or not, they're going to take advantage of them because that's what the NFL is. That's how competitive it is, and we all know what the level of play is. That being said, the Broncos dominated the fuck out of that game. Yeah, they played well. I mean, like when when you look at it, we were talking. I mean, Pat Sertan definitely locked down DK Metcalf last thirty four yards. Thirty four yards. That was a lock. The the things that the as a whole the Broncos just have to I don't want to say it's like those like first game jitters you got to get the rust off but like literally they got to clean it up though you got to clean it up Russ a brand new fucking you know I don't care what you say it's a brand new team brand new place he's in his home squad uh, home like his former home home stadium playing on the opposite team you know what I mean like it's got to fuck with you mentally I don't blame the guy. As a whole, the Broncos just got to clean shit up a little bit. It's the first fucking game. It's the first fucking game with your new quarterback. Mm-hmm. Dust off, you know, dust off. Come back and fucking clean shit up. That's all you can really do. I mean, Geno Smith didn't really do much last night. Everybody said, oh, everybody wrote me up. I mean, what did he – he was checking down most of the fucking game. Like, anybody yeah, can fucking do his that. His completion percentage was really good because he never pushed the ball down the field except for those two touchdowns that, again, both were busted coverages essentially. Right. You'd be a moron not to throw it to yeah, a Drizzly so- and – Whatever but else out of the kid is the, the Seahawks long, yeah. in general, the Seahawks as a team gained 34 total yards in the second half. 34 total yards. That's insane. And they were shut out yep. in the second half. So the defense did what the defense needed to do, sans two big plays early on in the game. Just uh, it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, nobody had any big days offensively. Geno Smith, you know, everybody's like, oh, Geno Smith, he carved you up. No, no, he didn't. No, he had a good first half yeah. uh, and two lucky throws. That's about it. I mean, granted, hey, it's sometimes it's all it takes. Right. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and 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 overly stress the positive, uh, because what I saw last night was a team that looked like they really didn't take the preseason seriously, and that looked like a that looked more like a preseason warm up game than it did opening night. You know, in yeah. Seattle, you can't have those mishaps. That you close can't. To, that and close to the that end being said, I am zero percent worried about what this team's record's going to be at the end of the year, where they're going to find themselves come January. Yeah, I am not worried about it at all. If you're a Broncos fan, breathe. 
Relax. It's okay. Okay, it's not like we went out there and we have Drew Locke at quarterback and we're still like, you know, oh, man, I just really hope he develops. And, you know, are, you know, are we going to be looking for a quarterback at the end of the year again? I don't know. No, right. we're not. We've got our quarterback. We have a first ballot Hall of Famer under center taking snaps. And Russ moved the ball at will last night against Seattle. The problem was, and this is one of the bigger problems I had, and it, this was a coaching mishap this game was squarely on the coaching to me from from the get-go uh when you have first and goal or first and goal uh, you know goal and inches why are you running up to, li- uh, to lining up to run it out of the shotgun like at least get go under center and give it to your back and let your back get a little bit ahead a little head of steam and get some momentum and run downhill like is that so much to ask I, I don't understand that. So they do that twice. Melvin Gordon, which, I mean, Melvin Gordon fumbling in big spots is nothing new. Why like why Melvin Gordon is even back, I don't know. Right. I, I'm not not really thrilled with that. Like, I know Javante caught 11 balls last night, but Javante Williams needs to be carrying the ball 25, 30 times a game. Right. They, they, that man needs to be given the ball. That dude is a bowling ball made of butcher knives and he needs to be given the ball and let him and he needs to be allowed to run right that being said why are you lining up in the shotgun with Javante next to you where and then the play gets blown up Javante fumbles the ball which is something he never does yeah and twice down on the goal line you fumble away 14 you fumble basically fumble away 14 points right there no I would have broken off the Judy man he had himself a fucking game last night he looked fucking great Judy was Judy had a Judy had the one catch came back to a ball you know got you know threw the defender on the floor and and yep. kept going he looked good uh which was great because finally Jerry Judy's got a touchdown you know that's what we we were missing all of last year yeah. uh but again, as a Broncos fan, I am I am not even remotely close to hitting the panic button. I'm disappointed and a little bit disgusted because I feel like there was a lot that happened in that game. Like that game to me was the epitome of what teams do, like what bad teams do in the NFL, like bad coaches do in the NFL. Right. Like you never see Bill Belichick do that. You know, Bill Belichick's not going to line up to run it out of the shotgun on third and you know goal from the right. three-inch line. Those simple mistakes. They're just going to—he's going to line it up. The quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to ease his body across the goal line. Six points done. Go back to the sideline. That last night is what dumb coaches do. And I swear to God, I say this all the time on this show. I, I could do a better job in game in situations calling plays than some of these guys that have head coaching gigs that get paid millions of dollars. And I'm only saying that slightly tongue in cheek. <laughs> like I swear somebody get me a get me a job just sitting in the booth watching the game as a fan's being like don't do that. Why are you doing that? What are you doing? Stop that. Don't do that. Right. Like that and I I guarantee you I'll get you at least two more wins a year than you would have had. Because I feel like it happens every single week where, like, you just have coaches that do dumb shit. And they're just, you know, I mean, like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Why are we running out of the shotgun? Put him under center and quarterback sneak this. Why are we even handing the ball off? You get, you get literally two inches to go to a fucking fur, to, to the goal. Just just give it to fucking Russ and let him lean forward. Why are we, why are we getting cute and even making the extra moving part? I know. And then on top of that, you have the, the final drive, which obviously everybody's talking about. You have three timeouts, you know, three minutes to go, and you got to get in field goal range to, sc- to kick a field goal to win by two. 
That should be automatic. You have Russell Wilson under center. This isn't Drew Locke. This isn't Case Keenum or Joe Flacco. Pick up five yards on a boot like no. This isn't Trevor problem, Simeon dude. or Paxton Lynch. This is Russell fucking Wilson. What are you doing? And I get it. There were some penalties on that drive, which there was a lot of penalties last night. Way more on the Broncos than there were on the Seahawks. But that's another story for another day. You know, there was a couple of penalties that had me beside myself, but I was more or less beside myself on Sunday uh, with games that I wasn't even fucking vested in. True. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> you've got four, three minutes and three timeouts to go, what, 40 yards tops? Yeah. And you get to fourth and five. And everybody's sitting there. Peyton Manning is saying it in the Manning cast. Shannon Sharp, who was their guest during that fourth quarter, is saying is saying it. Eli is saying it. Why aren't they calling timeout? Where's the timeout? Why aren't they calling timeout? Call timeout. What are you doing? And then they let it run down to 20 seconds left, and then they take the timeout. And you're like, wait, what? You didn't, you didn't just do what I think you did, did you? Yep. And then they did. And then you get to the point where – Nathaniel Hackett, then Brandon McManus comes running out, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. This, no, come on. Listen, I love Brandon McManus. I know, I do too. He is one of my, he is the I last. I thought last night, I'm like, if there's any motherfucker in this league that could probably put it through right now, I'm like, it's Brandon McManus. The dude's got a fucking Brandon leg. McManus. I, I had faith when they were doing it, and I'm like, come on, bro. Like, this is it, man. Just... I'm like, I've seen you guys in practice fucking boot field goals 70 fucking yards. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but I know game situations just so much different. It's crazy. Like, obviously. Okay, so we're live now. Looks like the, the stream is up and live and normal. Oh, about time. About right. fucking time. All right, this is really chapping my Nesmans. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you all for joining us. If you are, sorry we're late, but uh, there we are. We're up, we're back, we're live. Um, that took a long time for that to show up. Yeah. That was 18 minutes before that showed up on the Row 1 yeah, Senior page. Not. But uh, anyhow, but like but I, said, I love Brandon McManus. Uh, me too. Me but too. there is no way in fucking hell. Brandon McManus's career-long field goal is 61 yards. I know. I just gave you the stats. As Didn't to, anybody tell him that on the sideline? Like, hey, bro, just let you know, here's the sheet. You know, <laughs> And not and not for nothing. Print out on it McManus. had the distance. I know. It just it had the distance. It just It was just a little bit left. I mean, it was a tiny bit left. Did that just, was that the alert saying that we're nope. live? No. It was a tiny bit left, and if he had hit that, it, it. it would have been all great. Everything would have been all good. Everybody would have been happy. Okay, we win. You know what? We snatched victory from the jaws of defeat there. Took a 64-yard field goal. And I can still hear the narrative. Whether we won or lost, I can still hear, bro, 64-yard field goal. That's what it took you to beat fucking Geno Smith, bro. Oh, like, listen, sakes. it's week one. Okay, I'm not here. I'm not worried about week number one. I've lost week one before. The last time I remember the Broncos losing a game that they should have won on the road, week one, they ended up 13 and three. So I'm really not worried about it. Yeah. Now I'm not saying this team's got that DNA, um, but I would have to imagine that this team, you know, could start off. I figured they'll probably start off like the 2012 Broncos, where they're they were like two and three, and then ripped off 10 straight to finish or 11 straight to finish the year. Could happen. And finish thirteen and three in the number yeah, one seed. Like I said, dude, it's the I'm first not, fucking I'm not, game. I'm dude. not, I'm not worried about it. What I do need, though, to see is better coaching decisions out of the rookie head coach in Hackett. He was touted as an offensive genius. You know, one of these young guys that gets it, that understands it. Now you're allowed to make mistakes as a coach, of course. And he owned them. And it's his first year head coaching job. First game. You know what I mean, first game. First game. Like, first year. I'm, I'm, I'm. I get it. Yeah. 
But you can't tell me that you, you pay Russell Wilson $245 million for this exact scenario. This, Like I said, this isn't Trevor Simeon. This isn't Drew Locke. We're not... Right. We're not trotting, you know, Brandon McManus out there because we we need we we have no faith in Drew Locke. It, it, this, in this case, it was the exact opposite. They trotted Brandon McManus out there because they inexplicably had way too much confidence in him. And I'm not saying way too much confidence. Like I said, it wasn't like he missed the field goal by a mile. Right. Missed by inches. But I mean, it actually came off his you, foot and looked good. It just right. faded a little bit I to the left. I thought so too. I was like, oh shit. At the end of the day, though, considering who you have at quarterback, though. You know what I mean? Like Russell Wilson Russell, in his career, when he needs four to six yards on fourth down, yeah, is a fifty-seven percent conversion rate. Right. So that means to me, six out of ten times, he's getting the ball past the sticks on fourth down when he needs only four or six yards. He should four just to six yards out on the field. You you <laughs> let should have just stood there and been what, like no. What happened no, to let Russ no. cook? Yeah, I no. thought we were supposed to let Russ cook. Russ is waving him back on the sideline. If I would, if I would have loved it, if Russ had waved off the fucking punt, like the the, the, the field yeah. goal team, like, was no. like no, 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 and just pulled a fucking Peyton Manning and said, "No, I'm fucking going for this. Like, yep. get the fuck out of here." Yep. I would have loved it. I mean, it would have been a really interesting conversation between him and the rookie head coach. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it would have been the right choice. Would have needed two wheelbarrows this week. Yeah, two wheelbarrows, <laughs> one for one, one for the Dolphins head one, coach, one for one for Mike McDaniel's balls, and one for <laughs> Russ Wilson's. Wilson. Yep. Uh, but no, they just they took that up, they took that opportunity away, and they still had timeout. So even if you you know you throw across the middle, you still have a timeout. And at least now, if you get say you get eight yards out of that, you know now you're looking at a fifty-six yard field goal, which is at least makeable. Dude, I'm telling you. Judy could hit you on the side and just get out of bounds two or three times with his speed anyway, dude, and get you a good four or five. You could get down to a 40-something-yard field goal if you wanted to. I was just beyond baffled at the the quickness with which they were like, field goal. Yeah, they are like, no, fuck this. Like, you don't even want to take – you got three timeouts. Why don't you burn one? Talk it over a little bit. Yeah, he uses the fucking timeouts when the Seahawks are on the field after they miss it. I'm like – what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, we're hoping for a miracle. Well, hey, at least, at least, at least he didn't. You had your miracle last yeah. possession, asshole. <laughs> at least, at least Nathaniel Hackett didn't adopt the Vic Fangio strategy of, well, if I save these timeouts, I can roll them over to next week. No, you know yeah. that was that was how Vic Fangio treated it. Right. Um, but I'm not gonna sit here and stress the negatives because there was a bunch of them, and like I said, I was over. I was. Baffled, beyond baffled, that that sequence of events could actually take place during an NFL contest. Right. I, I never thought I would see that in my life. Not, and, and like I said, I'm not always the smartest guy in the room. Most of the time, but not always. But I was first guessing pretty much everything they did. I first guessed both runs out of the shotgun. Didn't like either one of those. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton with the false start with the little twitch on the shovel pass to Andrew Beck. That yep. would have been a touchdown. Big time. Fucking fuck killed up. us. You know, there's the fundamentals, bro. Clean up the fundamentals and the bad coaching. And Listen, two is going to be a different not even story. bad coaching. Just okay. Let's just let's get that let's get that draw play blocked up. Let's get that run play blocked up out of the out of the shotgun, and not get Javante blown up in the backfield. And guess what? He's not fumbling it. Like I mean. It's it comes down to execution, but you can as a play caller, as an offense, you've got to put your players in the best situation that they they can be put in in order to succeed. 
Nathaniel Hackett did not do that last night. Now, I will say this. I do have high hopes that he will learn from these mistakes because I don't think he is a I don't think he's uh I don't think he's a 2009 Josh McDaniels. I came from Bill Belichick. I know everything. No one can tell me what to do because that was McDaniel uh, McDaniels' attitude right. when he came to Denver in 2009. And I have seen that. I don't see that out of Hackett. I don't get that vibe from him. I don't think that's the way it goes. But young coaches are gonna do dumb shit. Right. That was some pretty dumb shit they did last night. They got the Texans at home on Sunday. I think they'll probably handle the Texans pretty easily. They should. And then they get the, the 49ers at home on Sunday Night Football in week three. Yep. You win those two games, two and one, we're, you, you're, you've completely forgotten about the week one debacle at this point. Right, at that right, point. right. You're, you're, you're moved on with the season. So uh, 774-992-8702 is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, uh, we've got – yeah, is uh, – yeah, there's something up, uh, Shane. Sorry about the uh, the stream, dude. I don't know what is going on uh, with the stream tonight, um, but Facebook is something's fucky with Facebook. Um, so just bear with us. I have no idea what what is going on. Um, it is it is what it is at this point. So uh, just yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a rough it was a rough night to be a Broncos fan. Um, I, I was not happy, but. Guess what? All is not lost. All is not lost. Yep. And unlike Patriot fans, I am not quitting on my team after one loss. Because I saw a ton, and I mean a ton, of posts say, well, this season's over. Belichick sucks. Brady was the greatest. This It was all Brady. It was Belichick's terrible. You, peop- you Patriots fans, I swear, and I've been telling you how dumb you are for 20 years, and yet you still just refuse to listen Maybe and, and I don't I'm not I don't have any delusions that you're ever gonna all of a sudden wake up one day and be like, damn fats, you were right. I mean I know I'm right, I'm always right. But I don't have any delusions that you're gonna be like, damn, you were right. You you've just you've had this going pegged the whole time. Yeah, Listen jump and ship quick. I did not say the Patriots were gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I did not say the Patriots were gonna be even a divisional round team. I said the Patriots will be better than people think. Which they still will be, okay? Because the 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 thing with the Patriots, and we'll do the Patriots-Dolphins now. The thing with the Patriots and the Dolphins is this. The Patriots have lost eight out of their last ten in Miami. Okay, do you know who the quarterback for, let's see, what was that, one, two, three, four, uh, five out of those eight were? Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah. So you had Cam Newton for one, Mac Jones for two in Miami so far. And then the other five losses were under Tom Brady. So you tell me, is this a Patriots personnel problem or does this sound more like the Dolphins just kind of got your fucking number when, they, when you come to Miami? And for whatever reason, it's been a personal house of horrors. Yeah, I mean, every team has those, though. You know what I mean? Like, divisional games are always fucking tough. Everybody always. Knows, everybody knows a fucking Owen 13 Jacksonville team playing the Indianapolis Colts who were fucking 13. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. This is ripe for an upset. Yep, this is the – and we're in Jacksonville. You you know, you're away from home. I mean, like we said, we haven't won a home opener in nine years. Wow. We're 8-1 and in home. 1-8, you mean? No, because we're eight losses, one tie. 
Uh, oh, eight you're 0-8 and, and I'm, 1. I'm, I'm not even talking about right. the winners you're column. O, eight, yeah. You're 0-8-1. Yeah, so we're just 8-1, and one, you know, sounds better. Damn, you guys <laughs> had a home opener and you tied it. I know. No, was that? Yeah, yeah. that wasn't, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, your yeah. building. That's, that was, no, yesterday no, that was, was in Texas. Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you're week one. You're 0-8-1. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're 1-1 week one. Yeah, one, yeah. Week one. Okay, you right. said home opener. Did I, I was, say home? Yeah, yeah. I mean opening week. You had me confused there. Opening I always say home when I say that. I don't know why. It's not home if you're not at your fucking building. Your home opener is... In two weeks, right? Because aren't you guys at we're in, the... We're in Jacksonville this week. Yeah, so you guys don't have a home... Oh, Fucking another loss. Here we go. <sighs> if the Colts start 0-1-1... One one. We've done it before. 0-1-1? One one? I don't remember. No, 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 no. Not, no, no, not with a tie, but like just like 0-2, 0-3. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like, happened before. Don't get me under, wrong. like brisket Again, and a couple other people. And we'll, and we'll get to the Colts in a second, but with as far as the Patriots go yeah. and the Dolphins, again... Look, I know it's week one, and I know everybody wants to sit there and use week one as like the, I told you so. You know, I got people telling me, oh, I told you the Broncos were going to fucking suck this year. You didn't believe. You thought Russ was going to be the difference. Bro, it's one game. One game. One. Let's start talking after like, like week six and seven. Yeah. How about, how, about we, how about we talk at the end of October, okay? Once Halloween rolls around, yeah. then, we, then you kind of know like, you start to see the teams for what they are right. and who they are. And listen, the Patriots and the Dolphins, like this game means nothing. Like it, they, they, the Dolphins have had the Patriots number in Miami in a number of different ways. We, you know, whether they're winning on the final, you know, the kickoff, the lateral <laughs> thing, or they're just, they're, you know, beating the shit out of them or whatever, or they dominate them like they did on Sunday. Yep. I'm just, I am not even flinching. On my prediction that the Patriots will still finish second in that division. Because I, as good as I think the Dolphins are, and I do believe the Dolphins are a good team. Yeah. What I saw out of Tua on Sunday was not what I would have liked to have seen. Not enough. I did not see enough to make me change my mind. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. I get Mac Jones isn't throwing to anybody. He doesn't have any wide receivers. He's a sophomore quarterback. It's the offense, you know, who, who's calling the plays? Nobody knows. Right. You know, is it going to be somebody different next week? What's the philosophy? I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with Bill Belichick and that team and, and, and who's coaching and who's doing what. However, what I do know is that Bill Belichick is still the head coach of the New England Football Patriots, and that is going to bode well for them in the end. Of course, always does. Joey Fats Radio, row 1C1. Um... You're on. Yeah, yeah you're, up, you're there. What up, what up? Oh, cool. Yeah, what a crazy football weekend. It was Pat. It was a little out there, bud. Um. Yeah, I think here's what Patriots fans aren't turning their back on Bill Belichick. Um. What I've heard report today from about Robert Kraft too. I just think we're all kind of getting sick of him picking, you know, his friends as OC. He, I heard a report say that Robert Kraft was actually legitimately angry uh, and asked why Kendrick Bourne didn't play. Um, I just think it would be nice if we just had like a 50-50, like a general manager, and then just had Bill just coach. And I think it would you know, it'd be better that way. We'd have a real, like another you know, Josh McDaniels, a real defensive coordinator that isn't his son or son's cousin, and just you know, build a better staff. But do you not do – you, so do you not trust Bill Belichick to build his staff? I trust uh, – you're going to fuck – you can say whatever you want about me, Patriots fans, Joey. There's something co- happens to everyone of that thing. They get what's called an ego. 
Yes, I would have tr- custom a fourth. Romeo Cannell, Charlie Wise, Bill O'Brien. I can go on. I think Joey now he wants his friends in there. He said uh, year, a couple years ago that he really at this time wants to coach with people he likes. He got that fat ass Matt Patricia at offensive coordinator. Joey, you're too smart at football to say that Matt Patricia is a good offensive coordinator. Listen, I don't know if Matt Patricia is a good offensive coordinator or not. I would be inclined to believe that he's smart enough to be able to assume that role. I just don't know if I'm Bill Belichick. I don't know what's going on. The thing is, is this is one thing I know about Bill Belichick is there is always more than what going on than what you see. They never let you peek behind the curtain in Foxborough. Bill has been excellent at that his entire life, his entire career. Now, I'm not saying that this season, like I said, I don't think the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're making a deep playoff run. I don't. I don't think they're really. I don't think they're going to be really much to, to to sneeze at. I think they're a fringe playoff team that's good enough to be maybe second in their division. You know, probably second in their division because again, I'm not sold on the Dolphins. Good roster, yeah. good team. I like the. I like Mike McDaniel, Shanahan guy. Love that. Love yeah. seeing Shanahan tree coaches succeed. But again, I'm still not sold on the quarterback. There's a reason why Stephen Ross was basically willing to risk having to sell his team in order to get oh, Tom no. Brady and Sean Payton in yeah. that door, okay, yeah. over the oh offseason. That would have been so fun, Joey. It would have. It really would have. <laughs> I, I would have loved this year way more if Tom Brady had been a Miami oh, Dolphin. Oh, my God. I'd be fun. like, this but, is amazing. But that being said, Pat, you've got to remember Bill is always looking at the bigger picture. Bill is, Bill, is, Bill is always looking – yeah, I'll tell you what. Bill is always looking down the road. Now – you know that the Patriots and Sean knows the uh, what? Vodka soda, uh, the strawberry one. Well, we may have a vodka soda after this. Yeah, well, my yeah, Paul's Paul's taking a Paul's making a quick pit stop downstairs nice. while, while we got you here. But um, Sean has the exact uh, the the exact numbers, um, and I'm not sure exactly uh, how many players. I think it was 37 or 39 players that the Patriots have under contract next year. Yeah. And their projected cap space is somewhere in the neighborhood of 140 million. So when you have that many guys under, think about it. That means you've got 140 million to basically go spend on 13 guys. You're going to be doing some, making some serious upgrades. Now, I'm not saying Bill's punting on this season, but I will say that Bill might just be saying, you know what? We've got the guys we've got. Let's develop the ones that we have in house. Let's see who's going to be here because next year is when we start the next run, the next dynasty run. Next year, if it's going to happen, next year is going to be the year that we're going to do it because they have the cap space, they have the contracts, they're aligning the stars perfectly so that way they know because Bill Belichick's no dummy. He's looking around the division. He looks at, at Miami and he sees that roster and he knows what Stephen Ross was up to. I mean, we, we joked – you know, ain't gonna last. we joked a lot about, uh, you know, Belichick texting the wrong Brian, you know, <laughs> yeah, with the Flores so Dayball thing. And, you know, that got Flores, you know, thinking that that got Flores to sue the Dolphins and brought all the heat on him and possibly prevented them from getting Brady and Peyton, which would have chapped Bill's ass. So there is a game of chess that is going on behind the scenes that we do not oh. see in Foxborough. And I know it's frustrating as a fan because you want to win now. You know, you never know, like, what year, what you're going to be able to do, when things are going to get good. But again, and, and this is, this kills me to say it, but the Patriots aren't going anywhere. This is going to be, the, as long as Bill is, is, is running that team, that franchise is going to be relevant and they're going to be dangerous. Now, they might not be as dangerous this year as you've come to, you know, 
expect over the last two decades. Because yeah, you did. You lost your franchise quarterback. I mean, I hate to hate to break it to you, but uh, not many teams just move on from a guy of that caliber and just pick up right where they left off. It usually takes a little bit of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, wouldn't the Rams eventually get fucked for all the money they're spending? I mean, yes and no. You know, they're going to get they're the Rams are going to get fucked more because they they're spending money on players that are getting towards the end of their career, not because they're yeah. not it's not necessarily because they're spending the money. It's because Aaron Donald was flirting with retiring this year. Matt Stafford, who knows how much more lead he has left in the pencil. You know, Jalen Ramsey, you know, there, there's there's rumors out there of him being just kind of aloof and not interested in football anymore. You know, <laughs> yeah. I know Sean McVay and, and, and Les Snead just got their extensions, but, you know, we were talking, there was, there was heavy, you know, rumors, and I will say I had, I had on good authority from sources within the league that Sean McVay was 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 inches away from retiring after the Super Bowl last year. Now, if you so want to think about you could coach, you could fucking have Les Snead's job. Just look for the best players and trade a million first-round picks for them. Uh, listen, man, I'm on team fuck those picks, okay? I don't believe – you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, listen, if you get a decent – if you're a good team, your first-round draft yeah. picks are usually crapshoots because you're drafting yeah. the back end of the first round anyway. And what are you going to do? You're probably going to trade trade back – you know, and try to get the best value for a guy. So why not go out and blow two yeah, first-round exactly. picks on a Russell Wilson or a Matt Stafford and win a Super Working. Bowl because of it? But in the Patriots case, Pat, and this is what I want to tell you Patriots fans, this is why I laugh at you guys because you did this in 2014 when Brady had that awful game in Kansas City and they, they got blown out by the Chiefs and everybody was like, oh, that's it. Put in Jimmy G. Jimmy G. The run's over. This is it. Stick a fork in them. They're done. And I wish Sean was here because he was he was on the show that nut that Tuesday night when we did our show, and I said, "Relax, y'all are overreacting. You're crazy if you think you're crazy if you think that this run is over." And what did they go to under do? Just win three more Super Bowls. So, as the voice of reason in the house, as the abject patriot hater who just happens to know more about your team than most of your fan base does? I don't think that's true. Relax. I think he'll be destroying him. Rel- we'll see. Hey, Relax. Just, I mean, listen, you're, you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Okay? I know. Right, per- right there. We all knew that. We all know that. Yeah. We all knew that coming into the season. We all knew that the end of last season. It didn't really matter. Unless Mac Jones makes leaps and bounds of improvements and all of a sudden becomes, you know, Aaron Rodgers 2.0 or Drew Brees 2.0 overnight – yeah, they're not winning the Super Bowl. And even if he does, like, who's he throwing to? I mean, you got John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. They're pretty good. But, look, just bear with the Patriots for now, okay? It's going to be a little – there's going to be some growing pains here. People are going to come after Belichick. They're going to say things like, oh, why is he doing this? Why is he – and they're going to criticize him. Listen, the man is above reproach at this point. He can do no wrong. And you should treat him as such. We shall see about that offense, but um, um, I think Hackett last night was just a, this thing of a rookie coach's first game. I, I'm sure the Broncos will steamroll. Uh, listen, I think so too. I, I have, I, like I said, I have absolutely. I, I don't think this affects. Oh, uh, you must, you must. Where are you in Dorchester? What'd you say? So, what are you in Dorchester? 
Oh, I know. BPD's going by. Sorry. <laughs> like Pat's like, oh, no, some guy just got shot outside yeah, my house. I'm on, I'm on Blue Hill Ave right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that, is, that your, is that your angry neighbor that puts notes on cars? He stopped doing that because he put no parking in front of his house in yellow paint and a BPD. Boston Transportation Department, I guess, like, they came by, and he was like, who the fuck do you think you are parking in front of my house? And they were like, we're the Boston Transportation Department. Like, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't paint the street. <laughs> you can't paint the street. Jesus, That's fucking great. Crazy um, but, no, I, you're right. I, like I said, Pat, I have – last night, really, what I saw, and I had a, a conversation with my with my good buddy who's a, who's a diehard Broncos fan as well. Yep. He had the exact opposite take. He's like, he's got no faith in this coaching staff. He's like, he's ready to, you know, just fucking sell him down the river, fuck him, get rid of him, let's replace him. And listen, I'll say this. If Nathaniel Hackett proves over the next 17 weeks that he can't get it done in this league, listen, the Broncos' ownership isn't going to keep him around. Yeah. If there's a guy like Sean Payton available, mm. I mean – you're gonna you're, you're gonna start to wonder Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. That might be a pretty good combo. Wow. Do you guys have new ownership? I forget. Yeah, right? we got the Wal- yeah, the Waltons. Walmart. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Walmart? the we got that we got that Wally World money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can buy everybody. Stacks of yeah, the Yankees. Yeah, we're like we're basically the Yankees of the fucking Midwest now. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gronky has every other team out there, but sorry, that's yeah, he does. Perfect. He's a fucking weirdo. Guy's going mad fucking Who's team. That? Stan Gronky oh. uh, owns the Rams, and um, I think he owns. Uh, <laughs> he just married money. What a way to do it. I know, right? It's just like <laughs> fucking genius. Why didn't I think just of that? Buy mad sports teams. I'm awesome. Trying to think if anything else. Uh, before I just shut up and listen. Um, oh, what happened with the Colts, Paul? I'm not like making fun of him. Just I didn't watch the game. Dude, it was a it was a horrific it was a horrific showing by the offense in a way that basically can relate to Joey's Broncos. Just rusty, yeah. new quarterback, new team, first game jitters. I mean, it's not like we have new coaching staff or anything like that. I mean, we utilized Jonathan Taylor the exact way that yeah. I would have, that I wanted to, and that we did. You know what I mean? He got a buck sixty-one, I think, in a touch. He didn't break away for that long one that I was hoping for, but it's kind of selfish of me to like expect that and think that that just should happen, like you know, like once a game. You know, we get yeah. kind of spoiled with him. Um, as far as the rest of the team, I mean, we relied on a pretty, you know, like I said, our receiving core is not the best. I mean, we got Pittman Jr. and I mean, Alec Pierce came, coming in with. Um, you know, being a rookie, having that throw that he missed in the end zone was huge. But as far as, like, overall going, just got to clean up some shit. I think Matty Ice did a great job. I think the defense good, needs good. to step it up. Um, and we, we were without Shaq Leonard yesterday. And, I mean, like, whatever. Like, we still had Defoe. We still had Ngakwe. We still have Gilmore. We still have, you know, decent guys. Bobby Okereke kind of came out. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's the first week, bro. You it's know? Week, it's yeah. week one. To tie, though, is so fucking heartbreaking. But – I knew this was going to happen because literally I did not expect the Texans defense to play as well as they did. They came out fucking firing. And that Lovey kid fuck- was a good coach. Lovey, Lovey was a good I know, coach. I know. And they did Listen, coach I, well. I like Lovey. I've always yeah, liked did. Lovey. I, I always thought he was a decent head coach. I never thought he was a bad head coach. Yep. You know, he was put in an impossible position in Chicago all those years with the quarterback flux, you know. Right. I mean, he took Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl, for Christ's sakes. Right, well, I know. I mean, granted, he I had know. Brian Urlacher oh and Lance Briggs and Peter Tillman yeah, and Devin Hester, but whatever. Ridiculous D special you know, teams, but. But still, that was a well-built defense. But, no, I like Lovey. And to Paul's point, you know, uh, Pat, because I, I watched the whole game with him, it was just one of those games where you just – and I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but I'm fairly certain there was nine quarterbacks that did not take a snap in preseason 
and I'm pretty sure they went 0-9 this week. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, because all the practices, they're saying, like, for ticket fan holders, no one cares about – they don't care about preseason games anymore. That's no, they don't want to get their boys hurt, man. So many people blow but there was, up. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was, it was all of them, but I'm fairly certain – Going Speaking into Monday stat. night, Russell Wilson was the only one that didn't take a snap during preseason that hadn't been dubbed a winner or loser yet. Yeah, and wow. you know it. We all know how that turned out. But yeah, that's a sneaky good stat. So something to keep an eye on and maybe yeah. think about for next year. You know, maybe hey, yeah. you know, maybe we do need to come out. I mean, look at Pat Mahomes, right? Pat Mahomes came out every. He played all three preseason games. First drive only. Yeah. Came out, played the first drive, scored a touchdown on the first drive each and every game. Right. And he comes out and he throws five touchdowns. He goes 30 for 39, you know, 380 yards, whatever it was, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he looked like he was in, like, like midseason form, MVP yeah. midseason form. And right now he is far and away the front runner for MVP after we, yeah. if we're going to overreact from week one. But maybe there's something to be said about, you know, the fact that we all, you know, we all kind of thought the Chiefs were going to struggle. Well, oh, Tyreek Hill and this and that and the other thing. Fucking 45 Bro, touchdowns. I'm I like, hate to break fuck. it. To, it's, you know, like I say with, you know, you got Bill Belichick, you're going to be okay. If you've got Andy Reid, you're probably going to be okay, okay too. too. Yeah, for sure. What would be cheaper, going to a Broncos, Chiefs, a Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes game in Kansas City or Denver, where they both be a lot? Oh, both. it'd probably be it'd definitely probably KC would be cheaper. KC cool. would be cheaper to, to do. get to, I think. But and I, probably overall, dude, you got to think, man. Denver's like a pretty hot, like democratic run city, dude. The fucking prices out there <laughs> are pretty fucking steep. It's like it's it's all upper class or poverty. I've been there. It's it's yeah. a I nice it's nice place. It's cheap. a very clean CD, look. very nice spot. I mean, uh, city. Sorry. Um, the streets are clean and all that, like especially 16th. Like when you get downtown, it's a fucking sick town. Denver's awesome. I just feel like it's more expensive. I feel yeah. like the Midwest KC is just like get a fucking hot dog. It's like probably like 250. You know what I mean? Where you go to like fucking like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you go to you go to Mile High in a, in a big time game like that, and they're like, yeah, we know where we are and who we are. You're gonna pay six yeah. fucking dollars, seven dollars for that hot dog, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Russ Wilson to fill the stands. So yeah, yeah, pony up the dough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, just uh, so Kansas City at Denver is started. The tickets on StubHub start at one seventy nine. Denver at Kansas City tickets starting at seventy seven bucks. Oh. Denver at Kansas City. Denver at Kansas City is a hundred dollars less. One hundred and two dollars less. That's my point exactly. KC's got to be cheaper, dude. I don't, Midwest, I, don't, I don't know if I. I don't know, dude. You know I think mean? I'd rather just pony up the extra hundred and two bucks per ticket and not have to go into enemy territory. Broncos I'd rather go to Patriots fucking Denver anyway. I don't give a shit what's in KC. What fucking tumbleweeds and like weird old like <laughs> dope ass barbecue though. Yeah, probably. that's true. Yeah, probably. Pretty I don't wild. know, dude. Kansas City's a pretty lit spot, bro. Is it? I've never been. Mm-hmm. I've, it, it, Kansas City like rings off like Chicago. I have absolutely zero fucking interest to go there. Oh, I have no interest to go there unless other someone than gave me Broncos game. Yeah, <laughs> unless I happen to be off and someone gave me free flight and tickets to a game. Like, but I would never be like, oh, I gotta go there. I'm gonna go there just to see Arrowhead maybe one time. Colts, so when they when they Colts. you know Jeez. when they sing the you know in the home of the Chiefs and the whole stadium fucking says it in unison, and they got some pretty dope flybys in Kansas City for whatever reason. They always get like wow. sick well, flyovers. The stadium's sick, dude. The stadium looks pretty fucking sick. Casey's fucking like, dope. It's loud as shit. It's hostile yeah. as fuck. But I don't know. But uh, Pat, thanks for the call, bud. Yo. Yeah. Hey, guys, win or lose, row one, C1 football season's the best. I'm excited to, to listen every Tuesday and have you guys back. I know. We're glad. It's football season, so we actually glad have some to shit be, to talk about. Glad to be back, <laughs> bud. Uh, like I said, I apologize for the uh, the, the fuck-ups no, with the stream tonight. I, I don't think it's within my control. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to find out, but, um, you know, it is what it be. So I'll be listening, boys. Have a good week. Pat, we'll All talk right, to you next dog. week, bud. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Love when Pat calls. Yes, he is. It is true. Dude, what I didn't get to tell Pat was a fucking tie really, really fucking hurts, bro. That's what I wanted to tell him. A tie Ties really suck, fucking dude. Hurts. They just I tell suck. You, it is the one thing that will come back to bite you in the fucking ass at the end of the season when it comes to making a wild card or some shit like that. Watch. Right, because now you've got to win an extra game. game. That you may have, may you know what I mean, like may or may not. not I don't even see if to win an extra game. But, like, no, because the tie is actually, it's more of a half a win. It's half a win, half a loss. Yeah. It, it can but, fuck you, but it could also work in your favor. But, dude, we've all seen how the fucking last couple games Because if you down. guys are 9-7-1 and one at the end of the year, you're going to the playoffs over somebody who's 9-8. and eight. Facts. You know what I mean? So like, this might work towards us in our favor this year, as long as we're not, you know. And not for nothing, but, like, you know, talk about teams that came out of the gate disappointing. Obviously, Denver, Indy, New England, Green Bay. San yeah. Francisco was a tremendous letdown opening day in the rain in Chicago. Uh, but what about Nobody the Tennessee Titans? Baker, but yeah, Baker. The Titans were a huge disappointment. Yeah. Derrick Henry fucking got me eight. Not, I'm not trying to bring fantasy because fuck fantasy, but he got me eight fucking points, dude. I well, was like, really? Saquon bro? Barkley outworked Derrick Henry all fucking day. Saquon. Saquon looked like Saquon that we want Saquon to look like. Is this the Saquon that we've been missing the yes. whole time because he's this been hurt? This is rookie year Saquon. I'm like, bro, I'm like, this is what Saquon... I always wished he would do well. I always want him to do well. I thought he was nasty at fucking Penn State, right? Penn State? Yeah. yeah, Penn State. I'm like, this kid's a fucking monster. He reminds me of like Maurice Jones Drew with some shit like that with like his fucking tree stump legs. You know what I mean? He does have... Power runner, dude. That dude has got runner. quads for days. I was fucking texting quad Drew, damn wheels. I was texting Drew during the game, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, I didn't... I wasn't like... I didn't have any, like, radar on Saquon. I knew he was supposed to be great. I was hoping he wasn't going to be, like, one of those, like, oh, expected, you know, a highly toted prospect that just fucking fell off because of injuries and shit like that. Yeah. If he actually has some consistency at the level that he played week one, say, like, a season or two, bro, JT, Henry, there might be a new th- mix-in, um, anybody else up mm-hmm. in that mix. There's another – you're throwing a whole other guy right in the mix as far as the top running back in the league. Yeah. I mean, this, this is going to be – Look, I, I'm I'm happy for Saquon. Me too. I'm happy for the Giants. I feel like they, for the first time in a long time, they might be on the right track here. I still don't know <laughs> if Danny Dimes is the answer, and I would really like for them when Kadarius Tony was he, in the game and they used him. Sweat now that Saquon's fucking healthy. He's like, woo, thank God, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved I loved the fact that Kadarius Tony, when he was in the game, was productive and did what Kadarius Tony was supposed to do. Just make that up. <laughs> but they just refused to like use him i don't know i didn't yeah. get it like it was like he wasn't incorporated into the game plan so uh I, listen i the giants came out they smacked great the play call i mean ballsy play calls on, on i mean day ball the making the, the the call to go for two i mean this undoes just i mean you've got to be ecstatic if you're a giants fan after suffering through fucking joe judge and you know this just litany of list of coaches that just you like what? Like yeah. what the fuck? Dave fucking Gettleman just ruining it every chance he gets. I don't know that they have their quarterback. I still don't. I think Danny Dimes is is got a ton of potential, but I don't know if he's ever going to be the guy in New York. That being said, Good Brian problem. Dayball, bravo, my friend. Yeah, way to snatch that victory in a game that nobody, I mean nobody, gave you a chance to win. Right. And I, I didn't and, see and, it you happening. Know, not for nothing, but that motivation on opening day. I feel like that showed through a lot this week. You know, 
the Dolphins, everybody was talking about, oh, the Patriots and this and that, and then they come out and they blast the Patriots. You know, the the Giants, everybody's talking about the Titans are going to cakewalk. They're going to walk them, and this is going to be over. They come out and they, they beat the Titans. The Broncos are coming into Seattle. Russ has returned. He's going to throw 10 touchdowns against his old team. They suck. Geno Smith blows. And you saw it in the postgame interviews with Geno Smith and Shelby Harris. There was some personal... Like, very personal post-game where they were like, you know, you obviously you know Geno Smith, oh, they wrote me off and I didn't write back. I ain't write back. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, cool, good for Geno Smith. I actually kind of like him. I hope, I wish him all the I, best. I never know? ever had a problem with Geno Smith. But if you listen to the interview with Shelby Harris, you know, they Russ comes in, they beat Russ, and Shelby Harris goes, well, yeah, <laughs> you traded me away. What'd you expect? You know what I mean? Like this was personal for these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there was there were some personal vendettas that were settled. You know, Baker Mayfield coming out saying, "I'm gonna fuck them up" in regards to the Cleveland Browns. Didn't do it. Gets beat at the buzzer. Yep. One of those you know, promises I wish made was made good. This the this Steelers weekend. come out and just. I mean, they was they it four attempts, four total attempts. That was the epitome went, of I don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. And the Steelers and the Bengals were like, you win this game. No, you win this it game. Like no, 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 no. I insist. They try and you lose. win this game. The baseball. Memo. Yeah. Is it the Bad Dad episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So there was there was just that whole thing. And, and, you know, but it was personal for the Steelers because, like Mike Tomlin said, the Bengals didn't just beat them last year. They dominated them last year. Yeah. And they took that shit fucking personal. And they came out and they dominated right back. Now, granted that you know it cost him T.J. Watt for a few weeks, but it looks like he's going to be back around midseason. Kid's a freak. He'll the peck, come back. the peck tear. Which, as somebody who's torn their peck twice, I can tell you, it's no fucking picnic. That is one of my least favorite injuries I've ever had. Definitely not one you want to rush back from. And you, well, you can't rush back from it. You really can't. Yeah, it's no just not. Zone's gonna- no, there's there's no. It's a muscle tear. Straight it, yeah, up. you got to let the muscle reattach itself. Otherwise, it comes off the bone, and boom, now you're done for a full year. Right. Um, but luckily, his didn't come all the way off the bone like mine didn't, and I know exactly how that feels because I know mine mine didn't come off the bone. It was just a partial tear, and but I mean, you remember I couldn't do a push up for six weeks. Yeah, it was bad. Not even a push up, you know, without pain and and be like, oh my god. Like I remember we were at a Fourth of July party and I like, missed a thing in Can Jam or something, and I dropped down to do a push-up, like, you know, like, I dropped a ball or whatever, and, like, I, to punish myself, yeah. and I completely forgot, like, my pen. I was like, oh, no. I was like, I just fell flat on my face. I was like, oh, yeah, can't do that. You know, and that was four <laughs> weeks after I had done it. So, you know, TJ Watt coming back, good. It, it's good. I hope the Steelers do well this year. I really do. I like Mitch Trubisky. I love that as a reclamation project. I love Mike Tomlin. I love TJ Watt. Minka Fitzpatrick is fucking awesome. I mean, these this is that's a fun team. I really, really, really like this Steelers team. And for me to say that takes a lot because I very, very rarely like a Steelers team. I know, I know. You know, but I don't hate the Steelers, but I don't like them either because they're always that 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 team that I I'm like. I want to love them, but they lose to the Patriots in the playoffs far too often. And they usually beat us in the regular season. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you guys! Like this should be a nice win in our fucking. You know what I mean? We they had caused you, we me pain. Yeah. They caused me pain when they beat my team, and then they caused me pain when they lose to the team I want them exactly. to beat. Exactly. You're just always fucking me somehow. It's just like fuck you. Steelers uh, always fuck. But me I somehow. love Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin to me is yeah. I mean, I like Watt. I like Minka. I like a lot of those dudes. I just like that. a lot. I love Najee. Najee. Love yeah, I Najee. Do. I do too. I do love too. Najee. I, I, I love Pickens. I, lo- I like Pickett when he gets his chance. Ultimately. George Pickens going to be. George Pickens is that dude. I yeah. like Chase. 
You know, yep. Deontay Jones, uh, Johnson. I mean, is they, Claypool still there? Claypool's still there. He's still, yeah, there. He's he's still, still talking season. all that odd shit and coming up with one uh, reception. He, you know, he <laughs> got me like nine points, I think, this yeah, week. Right, you know, right. I'll double check. But, you know, yeah. like I'm only in one fantasy football league now, so I, it's going to easy. Uh, I hope Kenny Pickett shows out for them. I, I like him. I don't like how they were talking about his small hands, and now he's going Teddy Two Glove style, and I'm like, good, good. Good. Do the Teddy Two Gloves if yeah, it works. Chase only got me 9.4 points. Yeah. Week. Which, well, whatever. I mean, but yeah, the Steelers are that weird team where you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is the one team I need to fucking you know, knock four, the team out that four, I hate. Four grabs for 18 yards with a 36-yard end around. Rush. But they're also that team that your team would have been there if you had beaten them in the fucking regular season, which is why I hate the fucking Steelers. Yeah, exactly. The Steelers it's are like, one of those If te- my team had beat you, we should be there, and now y'all standing in the way of the team, I hate winning, so you better fucking win. Now I really don't want to root for you. But at the same time, when I'm talking about, like, you know, the Steelers, and I'm like, ah, fuck the Steelers, and then I like look at that Joey Porter jersey I got in I my know, closet, and I'm like, Joey "Yeah, but Porter that was when the Steelers were like, yeah, yeah, ill." Yeah, I know Th- those were Larry those. Foot, Joey Porter, fucking uh, Hines Ward, Hines Ward, Paul Antoine Randall, Paul, yeah. a young Troy Palomalu. Yep. Who you was know? um? Was it Maddox? What? No, uh, no. Tommy Maddox was the backup quarterback in 04 who got uh, hurt week one, and then Big Ben came in, and the rest is history. No, who was before Tommy Maddox? Who he was the backup to who? Big Ben. Who's before all them? Cordell. Cordell Stewart, motherfucker. Slash. I'm, dude, I'm sitting here. He's on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't want to even like make. A, oh, Slash was. I didn't fun, want dude. to even say like a name to be sound stupid because I'm like, nah, nah. Slash I was fun. Way. I mean, yeah. the Hail Mary at, at you know Cordell was co- at Colorado yeah. against uh, was it Michigan? I think it was. Um, you know that he threw, but you know at the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he was cool. Bus was cool. Yeah. Fast Willie Parker was cool. You know, I just liked that defense. I love that defense. Casey Hampton in the middle. Yeah. Remember he'd show up. They didn't the, have Ike Turner. He'd show, uh, Ike Turner was there, yeah. Was he that old? Yeah. yeah Ike, Taylor, Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor, sorry. Ike Turner. Ike Turner. <laughs> Being an asshole. Beating your ass. Yeah, sorry. Um, I, I'm tired. It's I've been up all day. I know, it is. Uh, it's all right. We're getting, we're getting close to the end here, so we're good. Um. But uh, what do you want to? What do you want? Let's 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 do a little. Let Dude, me check covered, my notes here. We covered here. Colts. We covered Broncos. We covered all the shit ass things. What about that the? What, what, do you, what do you think about the? Uh, let's let's take let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys. I'll too. say Dak Prescott's because out. you know you got Dak. Dak gets hurt in the opener. Yep. And on Sunday Night Football against the Bucks at home, gets smashed. Not even a touchdown, bro. Look. <sighs> Jerry Jones put out a public service announcement. Anybody who got a Cowboys uniform in the Dallas, uh, Cowboys jersey in the Dallas area, show up to practice <laughs> at nine. <laughs> I swear to God, if Colin Kaepernick fucking shows up, dude. <laughs> well, let's so let's talk about that a little bit because Cam that Newton, that came up. Cam Newton. It's not happening. Don't no, worry. No, all right. But let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys and the Bucks because that was the Sunday night game and everybody was gassed up for that because the you know large in part the games on Sunday were. They were wild, but they weren't. I don't know. I didn't find myself overly engaged. Dude, I was on maybe, two hours of sleep. I was gonna say maybe because we were off on the couch. We were, we were tired. We were we were both tired on. Sunday. I was up all morning when I got home from work. I got home from work at seven in the morning. I didn't go to sleep. I had um we had to fix the toilet in the morning. We had some pots come over and and uh you know shit people were yeah, all stuff we to do was, yeah and then but, i barely went to bed for like two hours and then woke up and went to your house and that was it It was fucking game time baby it's game time um, i didn't want to miss kickoff i was not fucking doing it <laughs> um where do we start with the cowboys and the bucks here obviously brady let's start with brady let's start there uh because with dak injuries obviously as well injury. as he always does I, I didn't think so brady to me played like a guy who missed 11 days of 
training camp. Really? I th- I, like- I I thought he was I, I thought he got bailed out a couple times by Mike Evans and Julio Jones. Of course. But he didn't look good. He didn't look great. Micah Julio. Parsons was in his lap the entire night. Uh you know, the Godwin injury, I think luckily for the Bucks, isn't as serious as it as it could have been. Right. Um, but that offensive line is in shambles. Yeah, I mean, they took another. They, they took another. <laughs> they took another loss uh, to their what was their guard on uh, on Sunday night. They are just they are banged up right now. And as good as you know, good of players as they have, I feel like there's just this overwhelming sense of impending doom when it comes to the Buccaneers this year. Like I, I don't trust Todd Bowles. Brady looks a little off. And again, at what point? You know, we, we always say, well, yeah, it's early. Brady's going to shake the rust off. But someday Brady's not going to be able to shake that rust off. And on and top of it, with all the – At with, 45 years old, you would assume that's probably going to be this year. Yeah, like, you I would mean, hope so. I mean, with all the I'm reports, not Max Kellerman in this and saying yeah. Brady is he's, he's fucking going off a cliff. Quiff, quiff, quiff. Right, right. Well, um, he knows all. I mean, but like I said, like all the reports with those guys coming out saying like about the home life and things, it's like, damn, maybe this is like the first year that Brady's not 100% focused. That, he, that he's not in it. You know, just maybe like, just you know, me- uh, mentally he's going to be out of it a I few I fucked up, games. said I was coming back, I'm coming back, and now I got to stick it out. And, and not even just that, but, I mean, dude, the guy's 45. I mean, great. Good for him. He's the oldest, you know, player to ever start uh, an NFL football game. Do and, a touchdown. And do it. Do, yo, whatever. And, I mean, God, that fucking touchdown, though, to Mike Evans, that one-handed grab that Mike Evans made was absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. Um, a lot of nice catches that went. Yeah. Like, like underrated nice catches. Yeah. This That kid Beck. Um, your tight end on oh, your, Andrew on, Beck. Yeah, that was a nasty one-handed grab that he listen, had. Listen, the Broncos, nice. the Broncos are going to be fine. Don't sweat it. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, I think Julio had a nice fucking catch. Too, yeah, he didn't did. he? Julio had a Julio's nice Julio's Julio though. People forget still fucking Julio Jones, man. This dude ain't like he's never been no buster. And he comes out and says he's healthy, nothing lingering, no problems. He feels good. He feels great. I'm pissed. We didn't fucking gun for him. You know yeah. what I mean? We should have gone for Julio Jones to put a nice vet on the team. Probably at what? How much do they pay him this year? Uh, basically nothing. Fucking I mean, almost but nothing, he, dude. He got to choose where he went to, so. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, Matty, I should have made a little bit more of a case for him. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he was all set. I played with you my whole life. Fuck yeah, you, bro. maybe he was all set. Yeah. Um, it's like Devontae Adams. But from, like, the cow- you, from a Cowboys standpoint, though. You know they lose. Uh, they lost. What's it? The, they lost their guard to. Um, uh, Vita Vey, um, no, their offensive guard. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Was it not Connor McGovern. Was it Connor McGovern? Was that who they lost? I forget. Uh, but they lost their guard. You know, as after the Tyron Smith injury, and then the kid who they had playing back. You know, playing guard. They bump him out to tackle. Uh, to play left tackle. Uh, was it something else? Smith, I think his name was Ty Tyler Smith. Maybe. Um, I, I the names are all in my head. They're jumbled around, but. <laughs> Um, he plays, you know, okay, pretty decent, doesn't do a bad job, but then they lose their guard. Now the, Bron- the, the Broncos, the Cowboys' offensive line is looking like it's going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, and then they lose Dak Prescott, you know, for six to eight weeks. He had the surgery this morning. Uh, it was Tristan Wirfs, wasn't it? Tristan Wirfs got hurt. Is that who? That was last year, right? No, he, he was, somebody else got hurt on, on Sunday night. Again, another somebody else got hurt for the uh, – for the Bucks, but I'll, I'll go back and look later. It doesn't matter. But right. um, either there. The point I'm getting at is, is from a Cowboys standpoint. I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I'm fairly certain, like their season right now, if it's not over, it's on life support. Because you can't lose Dak Prescott for six to eight weeks, even in an NFC that's wide open. You lose your starting quarterback for six to eight weeks. Yeah. 
to a thumb injury that never should have really never really should have happened. I mean, and and they're talking pre pre game about how Dak is you know this is the first time he's had a first time in four years he's had a full off season where he's been healthy and he's participated 100 percent and he's coming into the season with no injuries and there's nothing wrong. And then you get into the game, and they hand the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott takes it. You know he's doing his thing, and you're going, okay, yeah, keep running the ball. And then inexplicably, you know, Pollard comes in. He runs well. And then inexplicably, they take the ball away from the running backs. They completely take the running backs out of the game. And they start making Dak just throw the ball over the place. And Dak looked like a lost puppy out there. Dak didn't look anywhere close to the potential MVP caliber quarterback that he was going to be this year in this game. And I made a comment about it on, on Facebook during the game that my eyes were bleeding from watching Dak Prescott attempt to complete a forward pass. And my ears were bleeding from Chris Collinsworth's voice being fucking shot. What were they he talking about his slide? Who? The the slide or something like that? The Chris Collinsworth slide or whatever it is? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll have to look it up and I'll show you. Apparently it's over. Somebody called it out. I don't know what it is. I have to Google it. I'll, I'll We'll get back to that. Don't okay. worry about it. Yeah. Uh, quick aside there. Um, but Dak Prescott looked like shit the entire night. Feel bad for the guy, man. He's and all. Ceedee Lamb looked lost. They just they didn't look like the Cowboys' offense didn't look like they had it together. The Cowboys' defense, on the other hand, despite the fact they lost Randy Gregory in the offseason, looked like they very much had it together. Micah Parsons is probably going to be in the you know the 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 finalist running for Defensive Player of the Year this year. Yeah, that kid absolutely manhandled the Bucks' offense single-handedly. And and that's not overstating, said, reacting in one game. We expected this from Micah Parsons, and we saw this from Micah like Parsons. Like I said, Leonard Fournette had the cheap shot. I'm just to put him on his. It was a cheap shot. I know, but I'm just saying, like it's called, it's called the chip block. It's yeah. perfectly legal and it's perfectly normal. A chip block, yeah, but he like smashed with the shoulder high up. Yeah, that's a chip. I thought it was awesome. I was like, nice. I was I, yeah, legal. That this shit is happens. fucking football, bro. But it was just. It's not something that you see like too too often. Like you do if you watch the game, you see it well, every almost I do, every. But I mean, you see it once a drive. That oh, that's dude, a very regular play. Really, I, yeah. it was the first time I've ever seen it so clear it's, as day. Well, where like a running back would just like because of, because a lot of the times the defenders are savvy enough to see it coming and just and they know out of the way. they know to yeah. get out of the way or we do something. It's like when you, it's like when they bring a receiver in motion. And you're a defensive end, and you're lined up, and they bring the receiver in motion, and they snap the ball right here, and he just ear holes you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you, you got to see that coming, dog. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It is what it is. But Micah Parsons played absolutely flat out, balls to the I wall, like, like and he Parsons. was awesome. Yep. That kid was fucking awesome. And somebody posted, uh, one of our listeners that I that I talked to, Joe Bledsoe, taught, posted made a, a post the other day about how the you know linking the Baltimore Ravens, and he and he threw this out there. About the Ravens and Lamar Jackson turning down the deal that the that the Ravens gave him. Idiot. Could you imagine if Lamar Jackson stays healthy this year and hits free agency next year? If the D- Dallas Cowboys decide to say, you know what, three let's go let's go sign Lamar Jackson, and you know what, just for good measure, we're gonna bring Sean Payton in to be the head coach. Now you bring Sean Payton and Lamar Jackson to Dallas. How many years, Mike? With C.D. Lamb in that offense. Mike McCarthy can be fired whenever he want, whenever uh, they want. Okay. Yeah, well, He's a coach. It's not like he has, you know, they're going to have to contract, pay him regardless. Yeah. Uh, but, but I'm just wondering, like, how long do they sign him for? Like, did, how much do they expect year deal, out five of him year is deal. what I'm asking. Four or five-year deal. Yeah. Coaching contracts are one of those Wasn't things. Wasn't like Gruden where they sign him for 10 years, like, you're going to be our fucking guy for the next It doesn't decade. even, even if they do, it doesn't matter. It's all I know, I just service. wondered how much they invested. That's all. 
Right. So they got rid of they could get rid of Mike McCarthy. They could drop Mike McCarthy, bring Mike in Payton. Sean Payton, and then you go out and you get Lamar, Lamar Jackson in his prime for two hundred and seventy five to come million. play with and, and to come learn under Sean Payton in Dallas. I'm like, ooh. Now that Jerry Jones's mouth is fucking. That's an idea bro. right there that I could fucking get behind because that would make the Cowboys not only relevant. And that would be so Jerry Jones, dude. That'd be so big dick swinging boss Texas right? oil fucking Jerry Jones. Just dude. go out there and be like, you know what? We're getting these dudes, and it doesn't fucking matter. We're spending five hundred million dollars on the both of them. Fuck it. Yeah, and fast cars. Fuck them. <laughs> I would love to see it. Uh, obviously, it's it's a long way away, but you've got to. You've got to kind of figure that this Dak injury might be is, the last straw. Is going to make it really tough for them to, to you know, really. Is it though? We've seen the Cowboys hold on to dead weight for quite some time. <clears throat> Jason Garrett, ah, <clears throat> you know, but like, I mean, as far as the quarterback goes, I just think sometimes Jerry Jones might be too nice. Sometimes, you know what I mean? I know, like, because I know Prescott played. He believes in his players. I know Prescott. Sign the the four year deal, yeah. This this off season, but like let's see potential out after twenty twenty four. So this year, ninety five one away. So there's really no way they could move him. They would have to be it had to be a sign and trade type of deal, right? Take like on the rest where of the the, the Ravens the Ravens sign him to some sort of mega deal and then trade him. But I'm like I, I mean it it could work. It's it's you know given those numbers probably unlikely. It seems like the Cowboys have hitched their wagon to Dak. But even Dak with Sean Payton is going to be an upgrade. That being said, I just I would love love to see Jerry Jones go balls fucking out. I mean, Make a trade, Dak Prescott for Lamar Jackson. What's better in the NFL than like a monumental move? You know what I mean? Like because they happen so rarely. Right, it's so which much is, fun. Like when Peyton went from from Indy to like to Denver, it was just seismic. Like, what the fuck? You know, Brady to the Bucks. Or Favre to the fucking was it Jets first? Well, the Jets Vikings? first, then the Vikings. Then the yeah. Vikings when Favre left the fucking Packers. Like those moves are so monumental, dude. It's nuts, and I love when it happens because you just you're like, ooh, now ooh. they might be, now like now the Cowboys might actually be them fucking boys for once. Y'all can bust out your fucking jean shorts. You can bust yeah. out your fucking tall ass Air Forces. No, you're Jordan, no, you're the, the Jordan. Uh, like what are the Jordan? I don't know. Jordan third. Jordan eight. Not or the thirteen. Yeah, maybe. All right, all right. Fresh ass pair of thirteens. The black and the, the black and red ones. Or you go with the white one. Whatever the, the fuck. White and blue. Yeah. The, all, all the white and blues. I'm. I don't know shit about shoes, but whatever. You know what I mean. I just think it's funny when this kind of shit happens. You know what I mean? And it would be an awesome fucking deal for Jerry Jones to put his team I just put right what back. cowboy, what Jordans that cowboy fans wear. Just put, um, just put We Them Boys starter pack. And it usually comes up with like the fucking, the spiked hair, the old ass Oakley like sunglasses that are mad thin, like the, um, they look like the little like teardrops. And then it's got the, the, the throwback like Cowboys jerseys with the big star on the shoulder. Like yeah, these exactly. right here. Yeah, these. yeah, see the those jean shorts? Yeah. yeah, those are the 13s. Those things are banging, though. The 13s, yeah, those are tight. <laughs> actually, yeah. I do like those a lot. I'm those are to, my favorites. I might actually have to get me a pair of those at some point. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Four bills. We damn boys started back. Cracked iPhone screen, ashy lips. That's that's a bet. That's kind of racist. But, yeah, see the Jordan 13s. <laughs> it's... Yeah, with the fade. No, I know. But I'm just saying it would be awesome for the Cowboys to have that kind of hope again. I like when the Cowboys are good. Less than five minutes into hard knocks and somebody 
Circle the guy wearing jorts and Jordans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's fucking awesome. Well, that's what it is. But I'm I, just saying, it, it would be awesome for Baltimore to be like, all right, fuck it. You're not going to sign with us. We can't afford that. We're not paying that for you. See you later. Who would they go with? Like, what would the backup plan for the Ravens be? You know what I mean? Like, realistically. like what Well, would there the, would be no backup plan. The plan would be trade for Dak Prescott. Just rebuild because all if of a you sudden? Can't, well, no, because you, you, if, you're, if Lamar is going to refuse to— You're really going to trade for, for Dak? Well, here's, mean, here's the thing. If, if, let, hypothetically, let's just say Lamar refu- is going to turn down any deal. Baltimore, say Baltimore is not you know, willing to go above $250 million. Right. You know, and he wants Deshaun Watson money, and everybody knows that was stupid, and that, they're not going to do it. But, but, that was but, fucking point to my head the other. Before. Let's just say hypothetically, the Cowboys would say, "Hey, look, we'll give Lamar Deshaun Watson money. We'll trade you Dak. You know, we'll throw in I don't know a first. I don't know whatever they would have to do to make it work. Right. You know, two for you know Dak Dak for." You know, for for Lamar, and then you know some other moves, and you know the Ravens get a quarterback for 164 million as opposed to having to pay Lamar 300. Right. You know, and Jerry Jones and goes, "I'll ins- pay Lamar 300. I won't go back into the glory hole days. My eyes aren't I too just, far apart." Dude, it's insane. I was thinking of this before to myself, and I'm like, I was watching this thing about how like Richard Sherman's like being an advocate for like Lamar Jackson being like, "Nah, fuck that. Get paid." I'm like, yes. At what point is hundreds of millions of dollars not a fucking enough, dude? Your greedy it's ass not, is pissing me off. Because it's not about the hundreds of millions but of dollars. But the Browns were stupid. Right, That's but, not the new precedent. But you're, but you're missing the point. How? You're missing the point. The point is they're not. he's not going after $300 million because he needs $300 million to sustain his lifestyle or whatever he wants or he's greedy. He's going after $300 million because he knows goddamn fucking well the owners can pay it, they have it, it's a drop in the bucket for them, and that they're just using and abusing these players and these guys are in and out commodities to them. Is so, it though? Yes, that's exactly what it is. 100%. That It, it goes back to what, what do I always say? When a when a when a player signed Steve McNair, the Steve McNair example is the perfect example. Steve McNair signed a seven year contract in whatever nineteen in nineteen ninety nine, a seven year whatever call it a hundred million dollar deal. I forget the exact you know ram uh, numbers of it, the parameters of it. Right. He played hurt. He played wounded every year. Never held out. Never missed training know, camp. I never know. did anything. He got to the 2005 season, and, the, and, the, and back then the, the contracts were always backloaded, very heavily backloaded, meaning they would only pay you, you know, 20, 21 million, you know, or your cap hit was like, you know, manageable the first four years. And then the fifth year came, and it's like, okay, you're, you, you, they owe, you owe me $38 million or, or, or $28 million. Right. And this, the Titans basically told Steve McNair, we're not paying you that. Either restructure your deal or we're going to cut you. And Steve McNair was like, but I've showed up every day for five years. Played hurt. Giving you everything I like had. Mad and the Titans Steve said, and you know what? King of playing with and you injuries. know what the Titans said? What? Steve, we, we get it. We love you. But this is a business decision. Right. So when the team decides a player is no longer worth that dollar amount and they cut him, release him, trade him, whatever, because he's not worth what they just deem him to be worth, it's a business decision. But when a player outplays his contract, 
Say a guy like hits all his incentives. No, even his- hits all of his incentives. Let's say you get paid. Uh, you get a quarterback that gets paid. You you pay him twenty five million dollars a year, right? Let's just right. say, for example, four year hundred million twenty five a year. Perfect. Let's let's use Case Keenum as an example. When he came to Denver a couple of years ago, they gave him an eighteen million dollar uh, deal for two years, right? Eighteen million dollars each year. Let's say Case Keenum comes out and throws fifty seven touchdowns. Three interceptions and wins the Super Bowl in year number one of that deal. Is he still only worth eighteen million the next year? I don't know. No, he's probably. (laughs) But that's you might want to renegotiate after the second year. But yeah, but that's but that's the point. But now, but that's the point. That's why when players hold out and players say, "No, I outplayed my contract." Says who though? Says all the the number the statistics they put up the analytics, but the that's agents. all subjective. That's no, it's not, not. That's not law on paper. Yes, like, it is. How do you fit? Because that, but, that's what the agents. What because said. that's what the agents use to bargain. Right, but that. But so 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 it is like incentives. No, so, it's but not these incentives. clauses are not written in paper. No, there's no clauses. Then, Incentive based contracts are if you play X amount of snaps, exact, you get a five hundred thousand exactly, dollar bonus. But that would be like outplaying your contract. It's gotta be fucking no, no, no. It's outplaying, be down. outplaying your contract means you signed for ten million and the guy who's getting paid twenty million, you did better than him. That's, You're better than him. I still think that's subject I, that that depends on what the team wants to if, pay for if, pay for you. If Julio Jones gets it's called good ownership. No, it's called a business. Right, but don't be a shitbag owner when the guy who's outplaying your boy, you might want to be like, all right, we'll match at least. You know what I mean? That's, but I'm but not- that's what I'm getting at is when the team says, when the listen, when the player it doesn't play up to the contract they signed, yes. the team can cut them and save the money. Get it. And it's a business get decision. It. I get it. When the player exceeds the contract that they might have signed the year before and they all of a sudden explode, now they're a superstar, and they hold out and they want more money, they're a greedy piece of shit. But all I'm saying is if you sign a two-year deal, you got to play those fucking two years no. under that money regardless no, of how because well you're you the, play. No, because you're the player. But you signed on the dotted line. But why is it that the NFL owners and the NFL teams can cut you after that one year? So if let's you say, fuck up. Let's say if, if you sign a two-year $40 million deal yep. as a wide receiver yep. and you come out and post 560 yards, two touchdowns, and you're kind of hurt all year, right. and they can cut you after that year and save $18 million, yeah. boom, there goes your $18 million. I should be like, no, I signed a two-year contract. you got to keep me and pay me for it's what I'm how it works. I know it should be, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, Paul, that's not how it works, though. I get it. I get but it. But when the, when the player does it, they're labeled greedy and shitbags, and when the teams do it, it's a business decision. And it's a way to demonize the players and make them look like assholes. Honestly, because I've never when you're because, at it like because that. when you're because when you're talking about guys like oh you signed on the dotted line I'll play play through your fucking contract bullshit asshole. If you went to work tomorrow, right? Let's say because everybody knows one, right? We all have that one friend that's like oh when I leave this place is gonna fold, man. I'm telling oh you. yeah. Let's say of- let's just say hypothetically that there was somebody like that, and that person left, and that place did fold. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, God damn, we need him back. Yeah. And he says, okay, I'll come back, but it's going to cost you. Now, you've, he's, he's illustrated his value to that team. Understood. That's what these players are doing. They need to maximize because the players only have a window of, what, two to four years max to get as much money as they can. On a good, yeah, for the most part. And box. what do you think? The NFL owners are going to run out of money? And that's the, that's the flip side of this coin. The NFL is the only business maybe in the world that we've seen that has been 
or a sport anyway, that has been recession-proof. It has grown during recessions. It has only gotten more popular. <laughs> there is more money. The billionaires are becoming even more worth more and more billions every year. And yes, while the salary cap is going up, you know, the players, like we, like we talk about all the time, $50 million a year going forward is going to be your, your standard for, for elite-level quarterbacks. Quarterback. That's going to be your standard. Because the TV money that's coming in, all the revenue streams that the NFL gets, the NFL has more money than they could possibly know what to do with. And the NFL, the owners, the 32 owners, look and say, okay, I have all this money. How can I spend as little of this money as possible and maximize my product on the field. Of course. That's the business end of it. And the players doubles. are looking at it going, I know how much money you fucking have. I know what you're worth. I'm going to demand more, and I'm going to get it in writing, and I'm going to get my money because I only got four years to do this. You could own this team for the next 40, 50 years. Right. You're, you're, you're not going to be you, – you have no worries of going broke. None. Unless you're the Jaguars owner. That guy's fucked. Shad Khan? Uh, no, maybe not the Jaguars. No, Shad Khan. No, no, Panthers. Sorry, Panthers owner. Well, he got booted out because but yeah. even still he has no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, even Ron. still, he has zero chance of going broke in his life. Right. None. There's I no, heard his real estate company's fucked. I heard he's in the bag for like a lot of dough. Yeah, but maybe like, he made bad like, business like, decisions. Like 80% of his like net. I don't know. Like maybe, like, maybe okay, maybe there's rare instances where a guy like that will make bad investments and yeah. bad businesses. Like he's only going to be worth fleeced. like 800 million after everything's said oh, and done. No. I know, but he's no longer worth like four or five billion or whatever. He's worth Jesus three or Christ, four the billion. humanity! I know. I, know. I could never live off of 800 million dollars. How I could know. I possibly? I just call it quits after but that. It's but that's my point: is that the players know what the owners earn. They know how much they're worth, and they know how much they're the in the building. They know how much the, the NFL talk. can spend on 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 their players right. to keep it and the players are sitting there going listen man i'm the one putting my body on the line nobody's coming to the fucking cowboys to see jerry jones they're coming to see ezekiel elliott and micah parsons i'm actually really mad at myself that i was on the very very wrong side of this argument and thinking that lamar jackson was a piece of shit for trying to hold out for more money no lamar jackson especially a guy i'll literally plays- be the first one to tell you i was dead ass wrong i 100 percent agree now that you've explained it i'm like yeah motherfucker you're right i'm like yeah, get that three hundred million, bro. Yes, fucking rob them. Because guess what? He's get gonna get. Game. He's gonna get three hundred million this year, and then not only is he getting his three hundred million, which he he deserve he earns, and deserves because he is the talent. He is the guy that is on the field True. that is making the NFL billions. Because every time they put Lamar Jackson on Monday Night Football, ESPN is paying out the ass. Disney is paying out the ass to have that game on their schedule. Because they know that that's going to do for their ad revenue. They know how many course, people are going to pay course. them to advertise. The money's always their coming money, in, man. Their money is never ending with the NFL. That's why I'm about the- to spend like almost $400 on a fucking Jonathan Taylor jersey. Like You know what I mean? Like the, exactly. The money's coming in, bro. And, and, that's, <laughs> and, and that is a minuscule part of the NFL's revenue. Right. Minuscule. I'm just one. I'm just one. 400 Right, but you even if you and 100,000 other Colts fans spend $400 on a jersey, it's still – what's that? Four hundred thousand dollars. How many thousand people do you say? Whatever, just call it a thousand people. Spend four hundred. <laughs> four, you know what I mean? Quick math. Yeah, let's just say it's four. Let's just say it's four hundred thousand dollars on jerseys. Yeah. 
Four hundred thousand. It's not even half. Even, that doesn't even cover the half fucking a million. rookie minimum. That yeah. That okay. Cool. Like we barely we barely covered our practice squad. I was gonna that. say that's like two guys on the practice. Yeah. Squad. Like you, so you see what I'm saying? The money that we're talking about is astronomical, and it's that's why it's about the it's up to these players to go get it. And then not only do they do do they get it for themselves, but now they set the bar that much higher for the guy coming after them. Right. And the guy after him, and the guy after right, him, right. and now. Now we're seeing forty and fifty million dollar contracts being thrown around at quarterbacks like no big deal, right. because we know in next we know next year when the, or in twenty twenty four when the when the new TV Cap. deals kick in, the the cap's the going, going fucking on. through the roof. There's going to be more money. The, the NFL is going to have more money than we could possibly fucking fathom. And I don't even know how or why. And they're still expanding. They're adding teams. They want to and you know go international. Like they're not even close to scr- done. They don't even they even scratch the surface. With how much money they anticipate they're going to be making in the yeah, next two trillion decades. Trillion dollar industry. The they will first be private trillion dollar. In, well, they will one hundred percent sports industry be a trillion dollar industry if they're you know I mean they're already they're already on the on the cusp. But I mean I'm sure they probably made a tr- like actual like from the time of from the dawn of NFL time. Oh, to they're now yeah. It's over well, a I mean they make what I mean Roger Goodell makes. Forty-five million dollars a year yeah, just yeah. himself. What's the what's the billions as far as yearly revenue goes for all thirty-two teams? The NFL. I want to say it, I want to say it's a it's, it's at least a one billion. billion. It's a it's over like one point six billion. I think. One point six billion. Oh, so they haven't even touched a trillion dollars yet. Then not even fucking close. Not it have to be hundreds. It have to be like. Uh, in two okay in two thousand one, uh, the NFL generated seventeen point one nine billion. Seventeen billion. In two thousand one, uh, in twenty one, sorry, oh, two thousand twenty one. All right, so we get we we we're getting there. You know, uh, maybe not a trillion dollar industry as of now, but like maybe coming up, a couple Let's hundred see. hundred billion anyway. Obviously, yeah. in the bag. So if we're gonna look at total revenue, this is interesting uh, shit. Is that just that one year though? Does it give you a whole a cumulative total? So, in just to give you perspective, in two thousand and one, they netted four point two eight billion. Yep. And they've gone up every single every year. year that the only year they dropped down was twenty twenty was twenty twenty because the pandemic. Yep. And they dropped to twelve point two billion from fifteen point two, and then they spiked back up to seventeen point one nine. So, I mean, you do the math. You're looking at three hundred billion dollars over the course of You're twenty years. I mean, it's dude. Looking it's at like three hundred billion. Oh, it's a lot of fucking money. Let's put it that billion, way. I'm not a mathematician, but I know that that shit fucking adds up. And we're not making dead air time to fucking sit here and do the math and calculate it. Yeah, I could add it. Somebody all do up, it at home and do it. Yeah, send it. Call uh, us. But at the end of the day, you know the the NFL is it has. There's no risk of them going broke. There's no risk no. of them running out of money. Now that, that and pays. that's why I always I always take the players' side in these contract negotiations and when the players play hardball with the league because. Fuck the league, dude. They got more. They can, they could pay it, no problem. Like why do and why does MLB pay their players? No, no problem, problem. willy nilly. Hundreds of millions. The NBA get paid full guaranteed. guaranteed. And those sports, those Good guys union. don't get those guys don't get nearly <laughs> as beat time. up. Yeah, no, no shit. You know, I, know. Like, I mean, listen, we know what football is. I wonder why hockey lacks so much. I feel like hockey brings in a pretty good amount, but not as much as you think. No, but not, but I mean. Yeah, I guess maybe not. I don't know. Just to give you a, a comparison of all right, what is this NHL earnings? Is this 2021 NHL yeah. earnings? NHL uh, revenue jumped uh, to a to a record high of 1.4 billion last year. Good. 
I want to see it go up. I like hockey, and I hope it does well. And I think those guys deserve to be fucking paid too. That was uh, that's coming off of a but, six, that, that means that after last year, six hundred twenty-three million. So yeah. think about that. They made the, the NFL made seventeen times what the NHL does. That's insane. And obviously, I get it. I'm not sitting here like advocating for some fucking magic money that doesn't fucking exist. Like, unfortunately, most people who you know root on like WNBA and in, in, in like less popular leagues where they want all this money. But well, they, the, the WNBA is 100% subsidized by the NBA. Yeah. And the, the WNBA has been, they've been hemorrhaging they, money, and yeah, but fuck, they started it as an advocacy thing, you but know. But I'm just saying like I'm not get, wishing you know, for there's money plenty for of girls NHL. that play basketball. Right. I'm just saying I'm not wishing for money for the NHL players that isn't there. You know what I mean? Like economics kind of like one Right, I right, exactly. It. You right. Know, it's not there. Listen, but hockey's cool. But it's not making the money the NFL, the NFL does. Is. NFL is just a fucking – you can't beat it, bro. It's the juggernaut. You can't beat a fucking Sunday dude, what morning do we do? in the fall, What do we dude? do all day on Sunday? Throw some fucking wings on the grill, crack some beers, kid. Maybe throw some cornhole before fucking kickoff. And then you got a fucking slew of games all day of some sick-ass shit And you're going just wall-to-wall all day. All day. And then – and like like I said, like West Coast sucks for football. I'm sorry. But y'all games are over at like 8, 9, like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. Like what the fuck do you guys do at night after that? Like well, I they like, do, like the, fun stuff. And I they, like they, they do like brunch and shit, which is no, but I'm no, no, no. I kind of at night. I'm saying at night, like like they go out to the bars, but there's no games on when they go to the bars. It's all over. Yeah, that I'm is like that weird. fucking blows. I'm like I want to go to the bars and watch the next game. Right, until the Sunday night o'clock. game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird, uh, but it is what it is. But uh, we'll leave it there. We'll uh, we'll get into uh, week two next week. We'll talk a little bit more about that. More action. Uh, Pool holes watches on. He's at six ninety seven. Three, three, he's got more. three to go, baby. Three, three to more. go. Please, if there was ever a baseball gods, please give us this. I want this so bad, not just for my own personal reasons. I want, I want it for, for pool holes. I want it for baseball because I think the machine deserves it. I want it for baseball. I'm glad he at least passed a rod. Yes, six ninety seven. Six ninety seven. Let that girl keep the ball. Could you imagine though if he comes up one short? No, I'd be like, yo, your ass is coming back. <laughs> right? He already said he won't. He already said he's no, done. No. This is it. Damn, so he's got to do it. It's got to be organic like that, huh? Mm-hmm. It'd be a fucking one for the storybooks, dude, for pool holes and, 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 and MLB in, in general because he's you know, just they such get to, a OG, If he has 699 bro. in the last game of the season, he's going to see nothing but belt-high fastballs the whole night. You know? Dude throws a 40-mile the, the, the other team's going to be like, all right, bro, this is BP, and you know it. Nah, I'd be like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fucking do it. He probably would. As a competitor, he'd probably be I mean, pissed. Don't you fucking do that. You make me earn that shit. I want my 700 the way it's supposed I want him, to be I want fucking him, I want him to finish the season with 701. I want him I to go, in, I want him to go into the final the final three-game set of the year, which I believe is against the Reds. I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. 699 will be a massive heartbreak. I will be devastated if he only gets six ninety nine. Massive, massive heartbreak. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, big motorsports news. Obviously, Formula One's back. Max, Max Verstappen's running away ass, with it. Bitch. But in bigger news, my guy Kyle Busch, fellow Denver Bronco fan, going to drive for Richard Childress Racing next year. He's gonna nice. be piling in the number eight Chevy, baby, Word. for RCR. Leaving Gibbs. Fucking love that. Nice. Oh, I hope Joe it's a black Gibbs. number Captain. eight, Is and I hope. Captain? No, that's Penske. Oh, Penske. Fuck Penske. Co- you know, Gibbs is coach. Yes, I like Gibbs. Yeah. I do like Gibbs. I like Gibbs, too, but yeah. uh, they, they kind of did Kyle Busch dirty. And- he reminds me of Lou Holtz, but then he opens his mouth, and you're like, you're not Lou Holtz. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just the glasses. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I 
Kyle Bush has grown on me over the years. Him and yeah. Kurt have grown on me over the years. I used to hate Kyle Bush. And then I realized that I was a lot more like him than I realized, and like attitude wise. And then I found out he was a Broncos fan, and his nickname's Rowdy, Shit. as in Rowdy Burns. Like fuck, it's on the it's on the door of his car. He's it's just like checking all the boxes, I'm like, bro. All right, man, fuck it. You're my new favorite going he's in checking, next year. I'm bro. still a Chastain guy, but oh, I love the watermelon farmer, yeah. dude. I love it. He's um, a melon farmer. Melon farmer. <laughs> Bristol, Bristol on Saturday night is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm bummed I gotta miss it because I'm work. actually gonna fucking have to work this week, which sucks. Um, gotta walk into a building and s- walk out of a building. I'm gonna walk in, and, gonna walk in and out of a building, and it's gonna piss me off. Uh, but I'm gonna DVR. I'm gonna DVR. I'm not gonna look at anything. I'm gonna DVR. I'm gonna come home and watch the whole thing Saturday night. Yeah. In preparation for week number two in the National Football League. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I apologize for the stream quality. I have no idea what the fuck was going on here tonight. Um, I don't think it was in my. Con- I know it's not in my control because it's just something Facebook's doing. We should just ran with it. But we didn't know. So we were we trying to, to fix it to make yeah. it better. But um, at the end of the day, sometimes we just got to deal with uh, the, the cards were dealt. So uh, we will be back next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. right here on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Uh, be sure to give Row One Seat One a like and a follow. Be sure to, uh, you know, if you can re- uh, repost or share this video, retweet. I was going to say retweet it, but this is Twitter. If you can throw this, uh, share this video, share it, get it out there, because I know we, uh, we had a lot of people tonight that probably didn't even realize uh, that they're are looking for the feed and they can't find it. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a ton of text messages throughout the show. Are you guys live? Are you guys live? Technology is great when it works. Um, <laughs> so we'll try to mop this up, uh, clean this up a little bit, just like my Broncos are going to clean it up next week. And uh, we'll be back looking crisp as fuck, good as ever. And uh, we'll be back right here at 8.30 p.m. Tuesday night. So uh, for Plizzy, and Mr. Betancourt could not be here tonight. I am your host, Joey Fats. We will check you all next week. Peace. Peace.